parents and athlete. If you're going to ruin the experience of everyone else in the gym by dragging everyone else down, if you don't want to be there, don't be there, right? If you're going to, if you're going to. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up, you tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 91. Not sure if there's going to be a 92, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. We have not one, but two questions of the week. We have a new segment where I put Brittany in between a rock and a hard place. And our coach's comment is about what to do when families and athletes are telling everyone they're going to another gym next season. If it's your first time here, thank you for checking out the show. I truly appreciate you. And if you've listened to all 91 episodes, let's go. You're a real one. Speaking of real ones, shout out to my mother, Sheila, Claire, Sarah, Robin, Adriana, Chanel, Tamara, myself, my mysterious supporter, Heather Peterson of Flipside, Pablo, and our newest mate, Michelle. Thank you for all your donations. You are good in my book, and our show is better because of you. If you want to support the show financially, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes or the link in the description. And guys, starting next week, January 17th, Let's Talk Cheer podcast t-shirts go on pre-sale. Very excited about these. And that is an awesome way to show your love for the podcast. For those of you guys looking for the best way to support the podcast without actually, you know, buying something, the best way to do that is to share this podcast. Send it to a friend, send it to another coach, or just simply post it on your social media. And by sharing it on your social media, you are entered to win the giveaway. I've talked about the giveaway for several weeks now, so I'm not going to go over it again. But I'm giving away a free coaches training. All you have to do to enter is screenshot the podcast, post it on your Instagram story, tag me in the story at Jason Larkins, and you are entered to win. Tag it, share it, let's go, enter the win. We'll hop on a Zoom call, you, your other coaches in your gym, the owner, whoever it needs to be, and we will talk some cheerleading and help you guys have a better season. Winners will be announced. Winners, no, just winner, just one winner. One winner will be announced in episode 95. I'm actually thinking about doing the drawing live on the show. The more shares, the more entries. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a staff, managing a program, and working with the parents. Also, coaching the athletes, I forgot that part. And on the other side of the microphone is a real-life cheer mom who represents all you parent listeners. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. All that good stuff. How have your uh, couple weeks off been? Um... They've been good, but like hectic, you know, I don't know. I just feel like this holiday season, I just, we were like busy in the beginning of December, like from Thanksgiving to the beginning of December. I feel like we only had like one weekend. So I feel like rushed to do a lot of things. Um, We went camping Mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving, went camping for a cheer competition, just got home yesterday, camping for New Year's. So um, 
I feel like it was all like jumbled into one thing. And now, you know, mm-hmm. it's the new year. So I'm like, whew, can I slow down for a weekend? No, I can't because I have six weekends full of cheer competition. <laughs> so, you know, playing catch up, but <laughs> I'm excited for the season to start and get going. That's awesome. Um, I'm just clarifying just for our audience. Those six competitions, that's a combination of American and Rosedale, correct? Yes, it is. It's a combination of school cheer and all-star cheer. There you go. I'm like, six competitions? <laughs> so we're just getting started, people. Yeah. So, um, good. so yeah, that's the life you chose. You, yeah. <laughs> This life, I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. Good yeah. stuff. All right. Um, I actually went camping for new year's years ago i don't it was pretty fun though except we didn't know like when the countdown was happening like i don't remember doing like a formal countdown like it was like oh i guess it's midnight but it was a lot of fun it actually snowed we were in yukaipa so like southern california and Mm -hmm. it snowed it was like it was winter wonderland it was crazy you know southern california has never seen this much snow it was insane and yeah we went uh camping that weekend good weekend a lot of good times and um yeah, anyway, yeah, but I went camping on New Year's once upon a time. I've not done that since, not because we had a bad trip, but just, you know, having that. So I'm, I'm, I hope that you guys enjoyed all of your various camping trips. And um, yeah, anyway, let's get started with the Sounds Like That question of the week. Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk to Your podcast and all of our hot American cheer tracks, which we are going to be hearing in Full swing coming up this competition season. Um, GSSA is around the corner. Actually, I think this is going to release the week of GSSA. So GSSA is this weekend, you know, as you're listening to it. And, um, you know, so let's make it happen. So what's um, what do we got going on? What's the, what's the question of the week? All right. We have two questions of the week. But the first one, the most important one um, what are your thoughts on all-star cheerleaders going to college cheer? If they've never done sideline cheer, should they just super senior or join an open team? What's the difference? There we go. Great question. Thanks for sending that in. If you want to send your question in, if you want your question to be answered on the show, there's a link in the show notes, link in the description below and click on that. It says like question of the week and you can just submit a question of the week and you can leave your name if you want. So if you want to be hey, Susie sent in this question. Oh, that's my question. You know, get a little uh, little fame, a little notoriety. If you're if you're if you go hardcore, you can put your last name too. We'll all, we'll all know as you sent it in anyway. Uh, so you've never cheered. What you know, what are my thoughts on athletes cheering in college, even if they've never done sidelines before? Um uh, Yeah. So I highly recommend athletes cheer in college. I, you know, I cheered in college. Cheering in college is where I fell in love with the sport of cheerleading. I only did two years of all-stars because I started my junior year in high school. So I did those two years and cheer was cool. I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I decided to cheer in college. And then when I cheered in college is where I really, really fell in love with the sport. And cheering in college is just, it's so much different than all-stars. Uh, it's like, it's like basically a whole new sport. Like it's a whole nother level of cheerleading and it's just so much fun. I talked about this on the podcast with Ryan Johnson, the coach from HPU, but it's just a special time in your life. You know, like we all remember being in our early twenties and just, you know, living on our own and just trying to figure life out. Like you're really finding out and discovering who you are and you're with a bunch of people who are figuring life out and discovering who they really are. 
And, you know, it's just a blast. I, and I never cheered sidelines. My first time cheering sidelines was when I went to college. And, you know, you figure it out. Les Stella was on the podcast, you know, not too long ago. And he had mentioned like, yeah, well, you've never done sideline before, but that, that shouldn't stop you from cheering in college. Like, it's a lot easier to teach a kid how to cheer and do game day, you know, hold a sign, hold a megaphone, call cheers than it is to, you know, teach them how to do a standing tuck or, you know, any of these other tumbling passes or these stunts. So it's a lot easier to take all-star kids and transform them into sideline cheerleaders than it is to take, you know, someone who's only done sideline but never had any, like, formal training in tumbling or maybe that advanced stunting and then teach them how to stunt. So I highly recommend it. You know, it's I'm not telling everyone to go and do it, but I truly loved college cheer i never thought i'd get out of college cheer um you know i never thought i'd get out of college cheer like obviously i cheered for a long time but then i started coaching college cheer and so i never thought i'd leave until this opportunity happened here at american but i love college cheerleading so i i it's highly recommended on my half on my behalf even if you've never done sideline it's really not that hard to uh to pick up so there you go <laughs> Good info. I was kind of thinking the same thing. I mean, I'm not a cheer coach or anything, but I feel like if you can do all-star cheer, I I kind of put all-star cheer at like the top, like the elitist of the elitist. I know there's different levels, but if you could do all-star cheer, then you could do school cheer. You could do um, sideline cheer. You could do that stuff, you know, because yeah, you're little amazing athletes. Yeah, and I think the kids should get out and explore. Now, this is just my personal opinion, but I feel like there's so many kids who just get stuck in All-Stars and they get stuck in it forever. And they're just like, I, and they just get stuck in All-Stars. And there's a whole new world of cheerleading out there, right? Like, I, I think once you're done with your senior year, and if you want a super senior, that's perfectly okay. And and anyone who stays in all-star cheer for a long time, that's okay too. But I just feel like as as an industry, like kids get in and they're just like so comfortable doing all-star cheerleading that they don't want to go and just go see what college cheerleading is like. Like it's a whole new sport. And a lot of kids, what was cool about being at CBU is you would see, we obviously got a lot of like really talented kids who came from like, you know, big programs and big, you know, teams who come in there who kind of like continued on that trajectory. But there's a lot of kids who maybe they weren't like the best at their all-star gym, but they really found a place to shine in all-star or in college cheerleading because it's just a different dynamic. So that was really cool to see these kids, you know, come into the program and like really be able to find a place within our program. And I feel like it's like that at a lot of colleges because not as many, there aren't nearly as many top tier competitive collegiate programs as there are all-star programs. So all these kids who are kind of average at their all-star program, then go to a collegiate program. And since they've been doing college cheer their whole life or uh, all-star cheer their whole life, they can come in and like really be a real contributor on the team. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the girls doing, you know, Rosedale, right? The middle school or the, or their high school teams, right? is that these kids have so much training from their all-star program, they go into their high school program or their, their middle school program, and they can really stand out, you know, amongst, you know, kids who just don't have that training. So I, I, it's highly recommended to me or for me. So go ahead, 
do it, pull the trigger, let's go. Okay, so here is the second question of the week, which if you are a Bakersfield native, <laughs> you understand mine and Jason's excitement when we answer this. Lindsay, don't know the last name, says, what is good to order at Luigi's when we go to Bakersfield for GSSA? There we go. <laughs> we got to answer it. We got to answer it. That's a great question. So if you're coming in for GSSA, support local. Eat local, people. Eat some of our fine dineries. We have a culinary – it's a culinary experience here in Bakersfield. So definitely check out Luigi's. B, I'll let you uh, go ahead and answer first. So, so what do you get at Luigi's? What's the, what, what do you recommend? Okay. First off, I want to forewarn you this place is like a staple in Bakersfield. And it's packed. It is 100% packed. I don't believe they take reservations. So if you're coming for GSSA Bakersfield, they're open from, or for it, and you're coming from out of town, they're open from, I believe, 1030, 10 or 1030 till uh, two or three. So yeah, it's like, it's like really short hours. Yes. It's like the shortest hours ever. So make sure you like kind of pre-plan for that. You might have to order it to go because of the seating. Um, if you go on, then they're not open on Sundays, only Saturdays. So if you go, I have a couple things that I would get because I like to try different things. So Saturday, I would definitely get the tri-tip sandwich. It is amazing. Um, if you don't like onions, I mean, you can't, my husband hates onions and he eats onions on this sandwich. They're grilled. They're fabulous. Um, if you want pasta, I would get a, I think they call it a half and half. It's half white pasta, half red pasta. And I add a spicy sausage and they have a mild or a spicy, but I get the spicy cause it's not spicy. It just has a little bit more zing to it. Um, and or I would get like the truffle sacchetti. It's these little pastas and they have like ricotta mixture in it. Um what else would I get? They always have like an appetizer, like off-menu special appetizer with like some crackers, some meat, some cheeses. I'd probably get that. Uh their New York steak is fabulous, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not usually like a New York steak eater. We always get ribeyes and my husband is a ribeye like connoisseur, I guess you would say. And he loves the New York steak and pasta. So if you get the New York yeah. steak and pasta, medium rare, get a half red, half white with it. Oh, the best. Okay. There so you let's go. You do more. I started laughing because I'm like, I wrote down, like, we didn't talk about what, you know, this is, so I wrote down like my, or like, what do I order? What would I recommend everyone getting? And then you start naming them. I'm like, okay, well, I still got these other ones. And then you named another one. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> then you named the uh, New York. And I was like, the New York too? You took the whole list. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm going to just say it with more passion. There we go. Well, I'm just going to repeat everything you said. I actually do have one thing that's different though. Um, so here's my list that you got to order at Luigi's. You got to get the truffles. You have to. It's not like she's like, oh, I get the truffles. Get the truffles. They'll change your life. Get the truffles. Guys, if you ever come by Bakersfield, go to Luigi's, get the truffles, get it on a toasted bun or, you know, get the, get the bread toasted and then have it with the truffles. It'll change your life. I'm telling you right now. Um, 
you've got to do the Giovanna salad. A lot of people like the Monica salad. Not sure how you feel, B. You probably are Monica type of girl. But your boy, get the Giovanna salad. That is the salad to go with. Unless it's the summer, yeah, get the watermelon salad. Because that salad is just, <laughs> let's go. But the Giovanna salad, year-round, it's always great. The New York, of course, you've got to get the New York. You've got to get the New York. It is just perfect, grilled to perfection. You got to get that. And then the last one, like you said, what was the um, what was it? The uh, the tri-tip sandwich. Game over. The tri-tip sandwich. Add barbecue sauce. Keep the mustard. Add barbecue sauce. It is just there. You go. So, but everything you get there is good at Luigi's. But those are my four like staple things that i get great question keep them coming people um if you are if you are coming in for bakersfield to gssa uh moo creamery is really good none of these places are downtown so like you're gonna have to drive and actually you know go into the actual city of bakersfield and guys real quick i'm tired of y'all coming to bakersfield staying in downtown and then trashing our town we got you know no one's downtown is like beautiful and like well kept maybe chicago but you know, everyone, no one has like a downtown. You feel like, oh man, this is this is what the city is about. Like, you know, people don't live in downtown. So anyway, point is, you have to leave and go to some of these other places. But um, Bakersfield, beautiful city. So, but Moo Creamery is great. So if you have a chance, go to Moo Creamery. Uh, if you're looking for something fun to do with like the kids, and Moo Creamery is not ice cream. It sounds like it's ice cream. But it's, you know, they have a bunch of other stuff. It's a full-blown restaurant. But Moo Creamy is really, really good. And then um, it was on that one show, uh, Diners, Diving, 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 Diners Drive. Drivers, and Dives. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the Boulevard. So if you're looking for something to do with the kids, like you've competed, you know, you have the rest of your day, you just want something fun to do, go to the Boulevard. That's a lot of fun. It's kind of like a Dave & Buster's. We, we should actually have a Dave & Buster's now just open like, two months ago a month ago or something like that so but there's david busters in town now i guess but the boulevard support local the boulevard's awesome moo creamery um i don't know there's some other cool places out here but that's what i would i would suggest especially with the kids go to good or if you're with the staff you want to have a good time go to the boulevard really good place so anyway Absolutely. any other suggestions you want to throw out there um, if you go to Moo Creamery, make sure you get the sweet potato fries with the like spicy ketchup. And then they have like this whipped creamy type dipping sauce. Both of them are great. Yeah, it's, it's the marshmallow dip. Yeah, they're so good. Um, and the 1800, the 1800 is kind of like down the street mm. in the corner from the, ro the mechanics bank, robo bank, whatever it is now. They have like these super cool milkshakes. They're huge, uh, great ambiance great vibe there they have pretty decent food um there's a lot of local like cool local places so if you need some yeah let me and jason know yeah for sure yeah 1800 is really i really like 1800 yeah i didn't even think of all the places downtown 1800 is really cool you could bring the kids there if mm -hmm. you're with the coaches and the staff you probably wouldn't and it's like no kids i would go to the padre like the hotel guys and yeah. stay at the padre guys stay at the padre if you're staying downtown but I would go to the Padre and grab a cool drink there. And um, Bottle Shock is actually a really cool, like, wine, you know, brewery type of place. So Bottle Shock is downtown. So you can go there. But anyway, we're plugging all these places. And and then if you need to take – if you need to rent space – oh, this is for real. If you need to rent space, come to come to American. We're renting space out. I haven't advertised that at all. It just came to my mind. But we still got two weeks. 
well, one week, you know, it's two weeks in real time. So I'll, I'll ask you if they want to do some stuff. Anyway, all right. Yeah, let we let teams oh, practice. Okay. Let's I'm go. like, are you letting people camp in the? <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Bring a trailer. My mind goes, my mind goes there. Yeah, so. that's funny. All right. Um, when we, I actually have a, we have a new segment today that I have not prepped Brittany on. So when we get back from the break, we're gonna get into this or that and put me in some moral dilemmas owners directors coaches we are in comp season now so if you're looking for a second set of eyes as you're gearing up for your big events i'd love to help out you send me a video of your routine and i send you a video back of your routine with what i would fix and how i would fix it Teams I've done this for have gone on to be world champions, NCAA All-Star champions, NCAA Collegiate champions, Summit champions, and D2 Summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at Jason Larkins, or you can reach me on Instagram at Jason Larkins, or on the Let's Talk Cheer podcast Instagram, Let's Talk Cheer podcast. All right, guys, here we go. All right, like I said before the break, we have a new segment, which I have named This or That. And so I'm going to ask Brittany some questions that are going to put her in a a moral dilemma. I'm not sure if it's a moral dilemma. We'll, we'll find out. Maybe it's an ethical dilemma. Maybe it's a just a I don't know what to do dilemma. And so we're going to see. And this is no judgment. I'm not going to judge any of your answers. I'm not going to reply to any of your answers and say what I think you should have said. You're just going to give us your answers, how you feel, and and then we'll move on. If you want to explain your answer, feel free to do so. And if at the end of the episode, you're like, you know what? I've had more time to think about it. I want to change my answer. You can do that. No rules. Okay. Here we go. So we just have four. We have four today. So this might go kind of quickly, but here we go. Would you rather always hit, right? This is you as a mom. Would you rather always hit? Always come up short of the win or always look a hot mess, but the team always somehow comes out on top. They always win. So you can look a hot mess, always look a hot mess and still pull off the victory somehow, or they always hit, always hit, but they always come up short. When you say look a hot mess, like they, the team, like, you, you, I need you to elaborate a little bit more on look a hot mess. We need some Jeopardy music playing. <laughs> I need you to elaborate a little more on the team looking a hot mess. They're a mess. <laughs> They're embarrassing. <laughs> like you don't tell people your kids are on that team. <laughs> Not until they win. That's the only time. If people like, if people are watching, your kids are on the team. They're only, you only claim them when they like do awards. Like that's how bad they are. Um, I would rather them look fabulous and come up a little short. There you go. Every time, all year, you got to deal with crying kids. <laughs> Just like, mom, we worked so hard. Then they know all right, here we go. Next scenario. Would you rather have it? <clears throat> Would you rather have a team full of drama, but they look great on the mat, or a team that's drama-free, but they always look sketch on the mat? So kind of same scenario, but 
a little bit different. This team is just full of drama, but they always look great. They hit the mat. They look awesome when they take the floor. Or, you know, there's no drama on the team. All the parents get along. All the kids always get along. But, you know, that camaraderie is just not transferring to the floor. And they just, you know, they look sketch. We'll just say yeah. they look sketch. These guys are just, you know, but they they can't win either. No drama. Absolutely no drama. Rather have no drama. I will take that. I will take fifth place all year long with no drama. <laughs> there we go. Good answer. All right. Here we go. Question number three. Would you rather have a child who loves cheer? Absolutely loves it. It's their everything, their passion. But they're never able to make a higher level team. Now, higher level is subjective. Like, it's just, they're just, they're just stuck wherever they are. They can never make a higher level team or a child who hates cheer. They absolutely hate it. Complain every single day. But they're always like a key member of the team, right? They're just always, you know, they are a star of the team. They're a key contributor. But, you know, in their heart, they hate it. They complain all the time. What would you rather have? Kid who loves cheer, but, you know, you know, maybe this ain't your sport, sis. But, or someone who hates it but is awesome. I would rather have a child that loves cheer and they're stuck rather than someone that hates it. Reason being is because if my kid didn't like it, I wouldn't have them doing it. Like, I'm not going to force them to do something they don't want to do. And if they have, I'm a very firm believer in this. If you love something, eventually it will click. Like, it might not be clicking right now, and it might not have clicked for the previous year. But if you truly love something, it will eventually click. And you just might be stuck for a little bit. And as a parent, like me and my husband are on the same page of like, we give them all the tools that they need to be great. So if they want to be great, they can be like, we're 100% on board with whatever they, they want to do. So I'd rather a child be passionate. I don't want to deal with kids telling me every day they don't want to go to practice. So yeah, no. Great answers. Here we go. Here we go. Like I said, no judgment. No judgment from me. So I'm not even going to say great answer. I'm just going to say, hey, that was that was an okay answer. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Last one. This one is this one's the real the real dilemma. If you guys know, if you guys have been following the pod for long enough, you know that that Brittany is a mom of twins. Mom of twins. So we're going to bring in the twin scenario for you on this one. Oh, great. All right. Here we go. Would you rather have a child? Oh, wait, wrong one. You have both your daughters, and you can pick which one is which. You can either have one in this scenario. One is going to be on a world's team, but the only other way that the only way she can be on the world's team is if the other one is on a level one team. There's no scenario where she can't, you know, she can't not the you know the level one cheerleader can't not cheer that season and the other daughter gets to be on the world's team. It's either world's team and the level one team, and those are only two teams, or they both have to be on a level two. What would you rather do? What which one would we choose and be? This is the one. No judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many like questions. Don't tell the twins. 
<laughs> yeah, right. They're going to listen. Um, I think I would do, well, I'm very torn because we used to, like, want them to be on the same team so we weren't having like so so it was just like all like it was easier for us we used to just want them to be on the same team same level but as they've gotten older you know one of them like really pushes and tries to get her skills to level up and the other one is like a little lazy and like waits till the last minute to get her skills and she just kind of thinks she could sometimes ride on her sister's coattails not all the time but sometimes and we told them this year like hey that's your problem if she makes a higher level than you then you know you'll be on a lower level but honestly I really truly think I would just go with the level two both of them on a level two and I don't know why my heart is just pulling me to that I have no idea why my heart's just pulling me to that one yeah. All right. Good. Good answers, B. I will come up with more. People, if you guys have more scenarios, this is actually pretty fun. Well, it's fun for me. It's probably, <laughs> well, that hard, that last one was probably hard for you. But if you have more scenarios, you can leave them in the submit uh, question of the week and we could do that. We could might make this a, a regularly, a, a regular occurring segment. I'm not sure if I'm saying the grammar right, but we might make this a regular segment on the show. So leave them in the, uh, in the show notes. That was that was pretty fun. There you go. She went with the level two. Both kids level two. If you would have done something different on any of those scenarios, if you, especially if you're on YouTube, leave them in the comments. This is now a good time to say smash the like button. And people, we're still running the coaches giveaway. I'm telling you, it's wide open right now. We haven't had that many shares on this week's podcast. Well, actually, I'm recording this before the other one has released. So I'm talking about the other one, episode 89. I haven't had that many shares on that one. So it's wide open. So start sharing because someone's going to win. Why not you? All right. Um, all right, B, let's uh, get to a break. And then we're going to when we come back, we're doing the uh, coaches comments. We have actually a real good coaches comment. And I definitely want your feedback on this about athletes who are, uh, you know, doing a little too much talking in the gym, too much chirping going on. And we're back. We have the coach's comment. So the coach's comment is when I see things floating online. Most of our, the coach's pages that I'm a part of, the one I usually talk about is ASGA. But, you know, on there, and it there's like 10,000 coaches in there or something like that. You know, and they're all just talking cheer all day long. And if I see something that I want to hop in the conversation with, then, you know, I bring it here and talk about it on the show. So the coach's comment this week is any advice for dealing with athletes talking to their teammates about how they plan to switch gyms next year? Season hasn't even started. They haven't even started competing. And this girl's already talking about how she wants to switch gyms next season. So here we go. I have a couple things. I'm going to talk about this for a while. So. The first one is to our parents and our athletes. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk to parents and athletes. I'm going to talk to coaches, gym owners, and then I'm going to give you my personal story. So first, parents and athletes. If you don't want to be there, don't be there, right? If you're going to, if you're going to ruin the experience 
of everyone else in the gym by dragging everyone else down. Because I, I'm not getting the sense that this athlete, that someone that, hey, you plan on cheering here next year? And the athlete was like, well, you know, honestly, I don't plan on cheering here. I plan on finishing the season strong. I, I do plan on giving my very best effort and finishing the season strong. But no, we, we've decided to go somewhere else next year. Based on my experience, the conversation did not go like that. Based on my experience, it sound, and it sounds like this is an athlete, not a parent. That, you know, they're in there just saying, I'm leaving. I can't wait to leave. And I'm going to be out. And, you know, this reading through the comments and this coach going back and forth with other people, not going back and forth, but just dialogue. You know, this athlete's just in there talking, talking, talking. And on my, based on my experience, you know, when there's an athlete like that, the parent is like that as well, you know, and they're in the lobby, just, you know, bringing down everyone else's experience. So, Parents, athletes, if you don't want to be there, then don't be there. Like you're ruining everyone else's experience. Just leave. It's not worth anyone's time. Just leave. So actually, um, I saw this response on, on the page. So I'm going to read this because I, I really like this. I had this happen last year and I pulled the girl aside and I'll tell you, I, and I pretty much agree with, with this statement. I had this uh, happen last year and pulled the athlete or the girl aside and said, if you would like to, sorry, and said, if you would like to leave, you can go now. And if you talk about it one more time, you won't have a choice to finish the season. I reminded her that the cheer world is very small, especially in the state that they're from. And most coaches and owners talk. So she should make her, she should make choices wisely. Uh, she said she didn't want to finish the season, but wanted to go to the big gym. I pulled the team aside, brought it to light. She didn't mention it again, and we finished the season. Um, she moved on. Now her and her bad attitude are at the big gym. She's not my problem. I will be adding this to my handbook for the next year. If you threaten to go to another gym, then you'll be released and still expected to pay your dues. Um, so... I pretty much agree with that. The only thing I didn't really agree with is that she said she just talked to the athlete. It didn't say she just talked to the athlete, but I get the sense that she only talked to the athlete. So me personally, this is how I would handle the situation. I would 100% talk to the athlete and the parent. I would say, hey, this is what I have heard. If you do it again, you will no longer be a part of the program. So I, I just believe that you should say, this is what has been happening. This is the uh, behavior I expect to change. And if this behavior doesn't change, these are the consequences. I heard you've been telling all of your friends or, or mother. I've heard that you've been talking in the lobby, telling everyone how you do no, you no longer want to be in this program. That is perfectly okay. And, I'll, and, and I'm perfectly – people move on from, from gyms and people move on in life. No one is going to stay in their gym forever. No one is. No one is going to die in that gym. So unless they die young, you know, people are going to move on, whether it's through finding another gym, the gym closes down, they, they graduate, right? Like, but people move on, <clears throat> and that's perfectly okay. People have the right to move on to other, other sports or, or to other all-star gyms. But to ruin the experience of everyone else, right? So we, we can't have that going on, right? And so I would address the situation. This is what I've heard. I expect you to 
continue to give 100% or not continue, <laughs> maybe continue, hopefully give, hopefully she's been giving 100%, but I expect you to give 100% to be fully devoted to this team this year. And if I don't see those things, right, I see you're, you know, one foot out the door, then we've got to cut ties and we've got to move on, right? So you either one foot out the door or you're talking to everyone about how you're going to leave next year, then we've got to cut ties, we've got to leave. So that that's one. Um, oh, I guess I did the, that's, that was my advice to the coaches and parents or to the coaches and owners have that conversation. And if you have to cut bait, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And then this coach mentioned one other thing that I really, really liked. She said she did want to finish the season, but wanted to go to a big gym, quote unquote. Um, that's not the part I really wanted. Now her and her bad attitude are at the big gym and she's not my problem. Her and her bad attitude are at the big gym and it's not my problem. Again, and I and I I want to say this, you know, tactfully. But when you have a bad attitude, parents, athletes, when you have a bad attitude, no matter what your talent level is, coaches and owners do not want to deal with it. They do not want to de- – they don't need any more headaches. Coaches and owners already have enough headaches and drama in their life. It doesn't matter what your talent level is. They don't need another headache. And coaches and owners out there, if you think you need that athlete or that family in your gym – You do not, you do not need, the gym is going to survive. The way I've always looked at it is the athletes and families are going to eventually move on. They're going to eventually move on. They're either going to, even if they stay with you for their entire high school, you know, throughout high school, they're still going to move on, right? They're they're going to graduate and then go to college and, and do something else with their life. So they're not going to be in your program forever. Hopefully athletes stay throughout high school. But if that gets cut by three years, then it gets cut by three years. If it gets cut by four years or whatever the case may be, but they're eventually going to move on. And what are you going to do when they when they have to move on? They don't have any other choice. So if you have to make the choice for them to move on, then make the choice. You're going to have to figure out life without them anyway. So, so I yeah, just my personal opinion. You don't need them in the gym if they are going to ruin the experience of everyone and they're causing you headaches. They're 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 not that talented, right? And then the more you leave them in the gym, I've used this as a quote of the week before, I believe. If I haven't, I know I've said it on the pod before. But your main job as a manager is to keep the people who are indifferent about you away from the people who do not like you. I'm gonna say that again. You need to keep the people who are indifferent about you, right? They don't really—they ha- haven't really decided. You know, he's cool. You know, right down the middle, he's cool. You know, I don't really know him too much, but he seems like a you know a decent guy. But I can't give a, you know a, a hard yes or a hard no on him. You need to keep those people away from the people who've made a firm "I do not like this person" about you. That those people away from those people. When that happens, because they they they're they're uh. They're being influenced by all of their negativity, and all of a sudden they went from indifferent, they didn't really have an opinion, to now they have a very strong opinion about you, and it's a negative one. So that's what I have to say. And the last thing I will say is treat 
people the way you want to be treated. And this is just my personal story. This is just my personal story. Obviously, I've not worked at American forever. Before I was at American, I was at CBU and PCM, which I've talked about numerous times on the pod. But I coached there, and eventually Ashley and I decided that it was time for us to move on. And we're like, okay, it's time for us to move on, and we're trying to find out different options. And And I thought I was going to be staying at CBU. Didn't think I'd ever leave CBU, but we knew it was time for us to move on from PCM. And we started um, putting out feelers, different places, trying to figure out what we were going to do. And eventually, Ashley used to work in American before we came here, started running the program. And we started talking with American about what could happen and what we could do. And eventually, like, okay, like we made the decision that we were going to, you know, move to Bakersfield and, and run the program here. We made that decision in January. Like we officially made that decision, like probably right around this time. We were only a couple weeks out from Spirit Sports. And we made the decision that we were coming to American. And we didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell any kids at the gym, any families at the gym, even the closest families at the gym. We didn't tell any other coaches. Like we kept that. It was it was between Ashley and I. Because respectfully, the first per people that we needed to tell needed to be the owners, you know, our bosses, right? So I had a boss at CBU. I was the assistant coach. So after we got back from Dallas, after we, we went competing in Dallas, which happens in what, late February? So, or mid-February at the time? Anyway, we get back from Dallas. We First thing we do, we drive to CBU. Hey, Tammy, can we talk? Hey Tammy, we decided that we were going to that we're going to go to uh, America, we're moving to Bakersfield, right? And wanted to give her plenty of time because that was going to be a big change. Like we built that program together, we were there six years together, and that was going to be a big change. That she was losing her only other you know person on staff. It was just me and Tammy that ran the program, and so I had to tell her I wanted to give her plenty of time to go and make any adjustments she needed to make. I remember she saying, and we planned actually on telling. Um, PCM that day. But Tammy's like, I, you know, I've talked about this kind on the pod, but you know, we kind of had a contentious relationship at PCM, which is why we were, you know, we were planning on leaving. And she's like, I, I don't think you should tell PCM quite yet. Like, I think you should let it ride just a little bit longer before you tell PCM. We thought that was wise advice. And so we waited, but we still told them at the beginning of March. So we still waited, uh, you know, a few weeks, but or it was probably about a month or so, something like that. But we told PCM at the beginning of March so that PCM had plenty of time to, so we could all come up with a game plan on how we wanted to tell the kids, how we wanted to. It was my goal that PCM could establish a game plan that everything could keep running smoothly as we departed, right? that we gave them enough time to make any decisions that they needed and that, and that we weren't going to be like leaving a, obviously I knew it was going to be detrimental that we left PCM, but that it wasn't going to be as big of a hit, you know, when you're prepared for it, right? Like, you know, earthquakes happen and that's bad, but some people are prepared and they have 
water and food and flashlights and, you know, extra toilet paper. And some people, you know, when it hits, they're just like, yo, this got, you know, they have, they have generators, all that good stuff. And, and some people are just totally unprepared. So I wanted PCM to be able to move on seamlessly without us. Right. And so we told PCM, we came up with a game plan and how we we're going to do it. And we kept our lips shut the entire time. Didn't tell a soul that we were going. And, um, you know, that was it. I, I didn't want to have this whole dramatic thing because we had good, even though it got contentious at the end, we had really, really good years at PCM. Some of my best friends, right? You just talked about sounds like that. Uh, you know, Casey was one of my great friends from PCM. We just had Jordan on on the pod not too long ago we had edwin on the pod not too long ago all former pcm uh co-workers uh troy still does our pyramids right so look we had really good relationships at pcm but it just wasn't working out and i didn't want to throw all that away because it kind of got bitter at the end the point is i wouldn't want anyone trashing our program on their on the way out and so i didn't trash that program on my way out and i tried to make it as smooth as possible and that's what i recommend for any athlete again athletes and families you a hundred percent and other coaches you a hundred percent have the right to move on to other adventures in your life whether it is a different sport or a different program but i highly suggest that you do it with class and dignity the same way you'd want people to treat you so B, that's my story. Um, you know, I talked forever, but it just like it ir it aggravates me when just you know it just it just seems so easy to treat other people the way you want to be treated. You know, so it just you know. Anyway, I talked forever about that, but we'll get to this break. We'll wrap up the show with the quote of the week, which is another. It's gonna be another great quote of the week one I really really like. Hopefully, inspires some people. But yeah, so we'll get to this break. And we'll come back with the quote of the week. And we're back. So, B, we're going to wrap up the show with the quote of the week. But before we get into the quote of the week, guys, I know I mentioned it in the prologue, or I'm pretty sure I mentioned the prologue. I had to have. I would not have forgotten this. But in case I did, guys, we're doing the – we have merch now. We have merch. B and I sat down, and we talked about different things we want to do with the podcast. And we were like, we are going to sell merch this year. That's going to be a thing. So, a great way to support the podcast is going to be getting a Let's Talk t-shirt, a Let's Talk Cheer t-shirt. So we're taking pre-orders starting January 17th, January 17th. Uh, put it in your calendar. Great way to support the pod. Repa LTC shirt. And, you know, we're going to make it happen. So let's get into this, uh, this quote of the week. I actually think I'm going to tell the story. The first time I heard, I'm going to tell the story about how I first heard this quote. So I'm not going to start mm -hmm. off with the quote like I usually do. I'm going to tell the story how I heard the quote and then, and then drop the quote in there. Um, I cheered at Palomar. Mentioned that numerous times. So I cheered Palomar and I decided that I wanted to move out of my parents' house. So Palomar is about 30 minutes south of where you know I went to high school in Marietta, California. And it's in uh, North County, San Diego, city called San Marcos, right? And so I wanted to move out and, and live there. And I asked my mom, can I get my own apartment? 
And she's like, yeah, if you're paying for it, you can do whatever you want. And I was like, oh, awesome. And she totally surprised me. I did not think she was going to say yes. Then she said yes. I was really pumped. Mom, my mom listens to the show. My dad listens to the show. Shout out to my mother and father. You guys have always been awesome. You guys have been great. I love you as parents. I truly, truly do. So anyway, but my mom said, yeah, if you're paying for it, you can do whatever you want. So call me by surprise. So me and three other roommates got together. And we had all cheered together in all stars. So we were going to be like, oh, we all cheered together in all stars. We're all good friends in all stars. We're going to move together to this apartment. Uh, last minute, one of the buddies uh, decided not to cheer at Palomar anymore. And so we had this open spot and we we're kind of like, oh, we have this open spot. But we planned on, you know, splitting, you know, the rent four ways. And our coach was like, hey, there's James. He. I think he needs a place to live. Like maybe I should look into to James and we're like, okay. And so we met James at tryouts. He's a freshman, just like us. And, you know, James was cool. I mean, we were indifferent about James. We didn't know him, you know, from, from Adam. And so, Hey James, we have a spot in the apartment. Do you want to join us? Cool. So again, we don't know him. We eventually became good friends, like, you know, best friend throughout college. And, we end up working together. So we found a job at a, a cheer gym, which is actually in uh, Temecula. So we would like drive all the way back up to basically where my parents live um, to drive, you know, th so we drove 30 minutes North to drive 30 minutes South. Right. And so anyway, James and I had these long car rides and one day I'm like, Hey man, like what is your story? Like, I don't know anything about you. Like, what is your story? He always said, like my story would blow your mind. You have no idea how I grew up. And so he tells me a story and he goes through and James, um, James was blonde hair, blue eye, looked like he, he was the prom King, right? He was, he was the star quarterback at his school. He was a star wrestler. He got like second at state, like two years in a row. He's a really good quarterback in high school and just decided that he wanted to start cheering anyway. But he tells me, so he has like this, it looks like he has like this great life. And then he tells me this crazy story. He's like, yeah, I was, he's like, first I was born in Compton. And then like Compton, he told me his birth certificate, like legit born in Compton. And so he's like born in Compton, uh, you know, lived there for quite some time. And he tells me this crazy story about how his dad got killed when he was younger. His, his mom, like right after that, his mom went to jail and had been in, you know, was like still in jail, like even like throughout college. And, and how he bounced around like in the foster system, right? Home to home foster system grew up, you know, just had this like crazy sporadic life. And he's telling me these stories about, you know, running away and just doing all of these different things. Right. And I'm like amazed that, that he became the guy he became because he was a really, really, really good cheerleader. I couldn't believe he was a super talented guy. I couldn't believe all of that came from like this life that he, he was, you know, came from. And I remember him telling me as he's telling me the story about his dad game being killed, his mom being in jail, him going to foster homes. And I remember he told me he didn't like fish sticks because he's like, you know, the foster people, they get paid, you know, the foster, the kids, and they tried to save as much money as they could. And so they only bought us fish sticks. So we had fish sticks for every meal. He's like, so I absolutely hate them. Like, I, I will not eat fish sticks. I refuse to eat them. Right. So he's telling me this whole story. And I am like, oh, my gosh, this is just awful. And I remember he said this. 
don't feel sorry for me because I don't feel sorry for myself. Don't feel sorry for me because I don't feel sorry for myself. And that like just changed my life. It honestly changed my life. And it just made me think about like all the times like I started to feel sorry for myself, right? And I'm like, oh, I just, woe is me. Like life is so hard. And I remember when James, you know, I don't feel sorry for myself. Like I just like self-pity that day went out the window for me. Like no more. I refuse to feel sorry for myself. It's one thing I, I yell at the kids at practice all the time. Like when they just feel like life is so hard and I go, yo, I get, I tell them this all the time. I get it. Life sucks guys. But you know, we all got problems. Like stop feeling sorry for yourself, especially. And sometimes the kids have like real problems, but you know, when we're conditioning and the kids are like, oh, it's so hard coach guys, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like you just feel sorry for yourself right now. And we just don't get anywhere in our life like feeling sorry for ourselves that the whole world is just like out to get you. You know, I personally believe that I have a great life. Like I feel like I have a great life, but the reality is I have problems too. You know, like I think my life is awesome. I, you know, I, I honestly think my life is awesome. Thank God for the life he has given me every single day, but I have problems and I, and I have issues. And so I know that, other people are dealing with problems and issues as well. And we don't know everyone else's problems and issues, but I know that other people have problems and issues. No matter how glamorous their life might look, they are dealing with problems and issues. And so I choose not to feel sorry for myself. And so that's why I want to leave us with today. Don't feel sorry for yourself. So there you go. Have a great week, everyone. Hope to see you all at GSSA. And um, yeah, let's have a great year. First first recording of 2023. Anyway, B, you want to add on to that? No, you said it all. That's great. I think that's a great way to end this podcast. There we go. All right, guys. All right, guys. Pre-order a t-shirt. Well, on the, t- on the 17th. Go to Luigi's. Leave a five-star rating. Guys, actually, we haven't had a five-star rating in a while. I don't really push it as much. But, you know, if you're still listening, if you made it all the way to the end, thank you. Smash the like button. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. Make a donation. Until next time, five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out. Hey, Let's Talk Cheer podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you're a cheer parent and need another cheer parent to relate to and want to hear things from a cheer mom's perspective, then the cheer